Hello, my name is Dr. Paul Wheatley-Price, a medical oncologist and president of Lung Cancer Canada. Welcome to our podcast series called Lung Cancer Voices. In this series of podcasts, I'm interviewing patients, caregivers, healthcare professionals, some of the leading lung cancer researchers in the country, indeed in the world, to highlight important and relevant issues facing those affected by lung cancer. Welcome to this episode of Lung Cancer Voices, and I'm sitting down with Dr. Matthew Stelliger, who is an associate professor and thoracic surgeon at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. And uh, we're not going to be talking about uh, surgery per se, because Dr. Stelliger is really an expert in um, the uh, benefits of uh, cigarette uh, quitting, uh, smoking cigarettes for those who. Uh, still use tobacco when diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, and as we know, um, uh, lung cancer uh, can occur in, in anyone who's got lungs, whether you're an active smoker or worked hard to quit smoking many years ago, uh, or indeed have never smoked cigarettes. Um, but t- today we're really going to be focusing on this this quit smoking piece. So, uh, Dr. Selica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be here. So maybe you could just give me a bit of background. You're you you're trained as a thoracic surgeon. How did you get into um, quitting smoking as a as a big part of your practice? Well, as surgeons, we're always looking for ways to make surgery better and safer for people. Our goal isn't just to remove the cancer, but to remove the cancer, get people home safe and sound, and help them to live a longer, better life. And we found that a lot of people who come to our office uh, with, with hopes of getting their cancer removed with surgery uh, have difficulty quitting smoking. Some of them may have never smoked, some may have quit years ago, but a good proportion of our patients are still smoking and despite their best efforts, they're having a hard time quitting. Um, they may feel that at this point they have cancer and quitting, eh, it's too late or it does not matter anymore. That's actually not accurate. There's benefits of quitting even after people are diagnosed with lung cancer. And what are those benefits? Is it it that um, someone quits smoking and then you do a lung cancer operation, it's it's safer for them or is it, is it, is it that simple or is it more to it than uh, that? That's, that's accurate and there's, there is more to it. A lot of times lung cancer can be treated with surgery, but sometimes it requires chemotherapy, radiation, and all of those treatments work better in people who are not smoking. Um, if people do continue to smoke, uh, their outcomes can be worsened by complications or or complications or things that don't go as well as we we hope. Um, With surgery, we worry about respiratory infections. Uh, People who continue to smoke, they have more secretions, more mucus and a thicker cough, a harder time um, breathing and recovering after surgery, but if we can get them to quit, oftentimes they'll get through that recovery a little smoother. Also issues with uh, wound healing infection and cardiovascular issues. Uh, We do know that continued smoking leads to risk um, with heart attacks, uh, stroke, and other uh, cardiovascular disease, but uh, anytime we get people to quit, it can improve their outcomes. 
There's even data that shows certain chemotherapy works better in people who are not smoking. And uh, on a cellular level, looking down at how radiation works, there's some support that um, quitting smoking even improves the efficacy or effectiveness of the radiation treatments. So when we're looking at trying to get people through treatment, our goal isn't just to get the cancer out and get them home, uh, but to get them to live a longer, better life beyond that. And so if we get them to quit uh, smoking, not only do they have a smoother, better treatment with perhaps less complications, but let's look down the line. We want to make five-year survivors, 10-year survivors. We want to make long-term survivors of lung cancer. And then by getting rid of the tobacco, we're going to decrease those people, uh, people's risk over the long term of heart attacks, strokes, um, uh, COPD, and other diseases. You've used the word a few times as getting them to quit or getting rid of tobacco. Um, yeah. You, like, uh, like that's an easy thing to do. Um, it, it you know, for some patients... Um, we simply discuss with them that, you know, uh, quitting smoking will help your treatment and it'll help you in the long term. And we discuss that with them. And they, some patients can put down the cigarettes right then and there, and uh, it's a turning point. But some people have a very difficult time quitting. It's not just willpower. It's everyone interacts differently, um, and some people have a much harder time kicking that nicotine addiction. And so we have evidence-based ways uh, to help people through that and to get them um, off of cigarettes and uh, into a healthier future. And what kind of strategies do you use? Is, is, it, is it nicotine patches and gum and those, uh, those are some, some prescription medications? Yes. You know, there's not one single way that is the quote-unquote best way to get everyone to quit smoking. So we really have to sit down with them and make an individualized cessation plan. And uh, as a physician, we uh, know that this is an important part of their treatment when they come into us. We know that um, we need to figure out what would give them the best chance of quitting. And we gather a lot of information from the patients about their history, how much they may have smoked in the past, how much they're currently smoking, but also, most people who are smoking, they've tried to quit before. They've made attempts, and those attempts might have been successful or, or not successful at quitting. And so we explore with those patients, um, oh, you've, you've quit in the past, and you quit using a patch. That's great. Would you like to try that again? Or, oh, in the past, you tried Varenicline, or Chantix is the brand name in the U.S., uh, you've tried Chantix before, right? That's and just in, that's Champix in Canada. Champix. So, okay. uh, but but yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> and it may have other names too, but uh, I think Varenicline's the the generic name. But Chantix, Champix, and if they've tried that and had a side effect, then we don't go back to it if they if they feel the side effect was uh, too significant. So, um, we have certified tobacco treatment specialists some nurse practitioners who are incredibly dedicated and thorough and detailed who sit with our patients um, and uh, work on 
finding the best quit plan and working with them. So we see what's worked with them, what hasn't, and uh, we try to give them um, the best odds of quitting. Uh, medication is part of it. So oftentimes our patients uh, uh, get benefit of using a patch and a gum or nicotine lozenge. Um, a patch delivers nicotine through the skin slowly throughout the course of many, many hours. And that's great for some patients to kind of hold down those urges um, and it helps them quit. But some people have significant cravings even with a patch. And for those people, we've found it's, it can be very helpful for them if they use what's called combination NRT. That means nicotine replacement therapy. And so combination NRT for us is a patch, which is a long acting form plus a gum or lozenge, which is a shorter acting form. They also have prescription nasal spray or a prescription uh, oral inhaler that's not a heated e-cigarette. Um, but those tend to have more nose and mouth irritation. So we often would go with the patch plus gum or patch plus lozenge as our first shot. And uh, we find that patients report to us that that's a pretty acceptable strategy and, and, and like it. So a couple of, couple of barriers that I think we, we've heard about is uh, there are many f physicians who say, uh, look, I'm meeting someone and telling them they've got lung cancer. We're going through treatment options. I just don't have time to talk about smoking cessation as well. Um, Absolutely. Now, and, yeah. and you've just given quite a detailed answer mm -hmm. of quite complex interventions um but you mentioned you all have some great nurses who do that is this is this a nursing-led initiative or a physician-led initiative or you introduce the topic and then sort of have yeah. nurses who have the time how does that how does that work that's that's great um i'm glad i'm glad you asked about that as a physician uh, in the office i do my very best to run on time and stay with the schedule but invariably the office is busy we're always running a bit late, and, and oftentimes we don't have as much time as we would like as a physician to sit down and talk with somebody. You know, even if a physician does not have a lot of time, that physician's message and that endorsement and linking the quitting with a better outcome that impacts their life, that's an important message. And so what we typically do is a brief message by the physician followed by a nurse practitioner who has a lot more expertise and a lot more time, not only time that day to sit and talk with them, but she gets in touch with them on the phone and sees how they're doing. So even for the busiest physician, it wouldn't take too much extra effort or time to say, it's great to see you here today, and uh, we're going to make a plan about treating your lung cancer. I see that you're here. Uh, I see here in the chart that you're still smoking and, and having a tough time quitting. Fortunately, we have someone he here today who can help you with that. I think it's important for you to quit because it'll help you get through surgery as safely as possible. That's pretty straightforward, and it it's seems to be working. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I guess we, we hear about a lot and is discussed a lot around cigarette smoking and lung cancer is the issue of stigma. Hmm. And... Um, and uh, lung cancer patients who, who, who smoke, who, who, 
who quit smoking, who never smoked, and their family members often feel uh, the stigma yeah. of that. How do you how do you cope with that uh, without you know not we're not blaming anyone and no, no one's guilty here. Plenty no. of uh, you know I eat too many. Uh, sugar tarts, these delicious little treats that mm. I discovered when moving to Canada. And I'm sure I won't get uh, yeah. stigmatized for that when I have a heart attack yeah. from from that. But how do you yeah. deal with stigma of lung cancer You know, smoking? I think that it's important for us to ask about tobacco because it does lead to survival benefit. If we can get people to quit, they'll have better outcomes and live longer. But all of our message and all of our interventions need to be focused on positive things. Approaching things like, if you continue to smoke, you know you're gonna get sicker. That's not helpful. No, it, it sets up this adversarial feel or this opponent feel between the physician and the patient. And the patient will sink back in their chair and say, oh no, I'm gonna get lectured again. That doesn't help. So approaching patients with you know, I can see that you're smoking, and uh, I know it can be difficult to quit. What can we do to help you? We are here to help you. Uh, we know that we have good um, tools to help you. So focusing on the positive is really important, and also linking our intervention of we'd like you to get, and we'd like you to quit smoking so that you can and then fill in the blank something in the future that gives them something to look forward to so that you can spend more time with the grandkids so that you can enjoy that fishing boat so that you can go on that trip to visit your family or friends and so we try to focus on the positive and that's more I think more um, effective and more inspiring than being down and focusing on the negative with uh, with patients they've been over the years many of them have likely um, received too many negative messages oh you know smoking is bad for you well yeah just just about anybody can know that thanks or you know smoking causes lung cancer well thanks we we kind of know that so so using messages that the patient already knows isn't helpful. Doesn't work. Out. Negative yeah. messages aren't helpful. So we try to find ways to stay on the positive side, and that's because we are on the same side of the patient. Right. And everyone's after the same thing for the patients improve all the same chances, goals. quality, quantity, time with family. Absolutely, yeah. the same goals. So. Um, just a, one last question before before we wrap up. When, before we started this pod, we were talking about um, uh, you. You mentioned uh, if quit smoking uh, programs ha was c called a kind of a drug name, uh, <laughs> then the then the degree of benefit is is more than we see with a lot of these fantastic new drugs we've been talking about. Um, maybe could you could just kind of yeah. you describe it better than I've kind of hinted at. Yeah. I, I I, I, uh, I think that there's, when we talk about benefit of interventions, so we do a surgery or we give a drug or a radiation treatment, what we do is we do something to a patient with the hopes that they will have a longer life and 
when we do research on this, as physicians and researchers, we look at graphs and curves, and we can say, what's the average benefit in survival? Well, there was a study that had over 200 patients, and it was out of uh, Roswell Park Cancer Center. And they looked at people who were still smoking and unable to quit at the time of their diagnosis. And about a third of them were stage one and two, earlier stage lung cancer. Um, about a third were stage three, where the cancer's in the lung and the lymph nodes in the middle of the chest. And a third of them were stage four, where it had spread to other organs or places outside the chest. And so they looked at that big group of patients with lung cancer and saw if some quit smoking and some did not, those who were able to quit smoking actually lived longer independent of other factors. So, so if, regardless of whether they were male or female or older or younger yeah, or the stage, exactly. they were able to quit smoking, they, they lived longer. They lived longer. And it, we pay now thousands of dollars a month for drugs oh, for, for to, to, achieve, to achieve that. Yeah. And and a lot of our interventions, our drugs, are expensive, and they may have some side effects. Radiation may also have some side effects, and and uh, surgery is, as much as we try to make it minimally invasive, it's painful, and it requires people to come in the hospital, and that can have side effects or, or other problems. And, and when we look at the intervention of people who quit smoking versus those who don't uh, quit, and there's a survival benefit, we look at those survival curves, and wow, we could get people to live longer this way. If that was a drug or a, you know, these new fancy drugs have huge long names. If we could make a, a funny name like Quit Smokamab or something, <laughs> and, and we would deliver that product for longer survival, it'd be, it'd be a huge hit. Um, right, and it would be less expensive than oh yeah. these new drugs. And so maybe oh. our funding bodies or insurance companies in the U.S., uh, Medicare or, or yeah. uh, Health Canada and yeah. Yeah. willingly willingly pay for that. And, and, you know, surgery, chemotherapy, or radiation, they all have side effects. And people who quit smoking, they actually feel often better and healthier. Some people are worried about the side effects of quitting. Oh, no, if I quit, I may gain a few pounds. The average amount that's gained by people is usually less than 5 to 10 pounds. And the long-term benefits of quitting are, are outweigh that and and many people don't gain any weight but but um when we look at our inner other interventions that may have side effects cessation uh actually improves their health great so well so i guess if people are listening to this who um you know are, are facing this challenge of, of finding it difficult to quit i get this is really i guess an encouragement that, that firstly if if you're able to 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 stop smoking cigarettes, there's a big benefit, and there's a lot of help available through smoking cessation programs. We have them certainly in our center. Clearly, you do in yours, and I think probably very widespread now. And improvements in quality, quantity of life, Absolutely. lots of health benefits. Yeah. Absolutely. And one one last thing, if uh, yeah. I don't know what the the number is in Canada, but in the United States, one eight hundred quit now is a toll-free telephone number and 
not everybody can have access to a smoking cessation program. They may not live near one or have transportation issues, or it might just be, you know, inconvenient to get to. But, but um, uh, counseling is available by experts um, who have a great background in helping people quit. Um, and most every country has a toll-free quit line. And uh, there's also great resources on the Internet um, or at your physician's office. Right. Thank you, Dr. Stelliger, for this uh, really uh, insightful, encouraging, um, really optimistic uh, discussion of something which is, has been a bit of a taboo subject sometimes and, and is a real big challenge. So thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Mullen. Please send us your feedback, like and follow us on Facebook at LungCan, on Twitter at LungCancer underscore Can, and on Instagram at LungCancerCanada. For more information about lung cancer or to donate, volunteer or share your story, visit our webpage at lungcancercanada.ca.